text line real quick, then we'll get to Harold Coons. I promise Fox 4. It says, my wedding anniversary is this weekend, 18 years. Shout out to my wife for letting me pick the wedding day close to the 4th of July. You know how messed up I'd get if I was the groom? But honey, it's the 4th of July. It's our wedding day, Frank. Think KFC's still open? Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Travis Kelsey. They don't play on the same teams, but they're pretty popular in their sports. They win championships, and they're really cool at doing it. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes have a one-up lead against Steph and Clay. Joining us now is a uh, new friend of the show, Harold Kuntz. He told me this at the uh, red carpet thing. He didn't, but you don't know that. Uh, Harold, how you doing tonight, my man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic, man. I hate to bother you, but at least we're in a commercial break, so you're not missing much. But so far from what you've seen, and I don't know if you've been able to listen at all, but are you enjoying the match, even though it is two local guys against two iconic basketball players? Well, you know, we get to see the chipping exhibition from Patrick Mahomes so far. It's clean. I mean, looks looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. It's kind of nice to see that somebody who is, like, known for rifling the ball 80 yards and having a massive gun just still has, like, the soft touch around the greens and, like, that's the one thing that I struggle with with golf, and I don't do either one of those things very well. I think I, I could top a throw at maybe 48 miles per hour. <laughs> well, you know they say drive for show, chip, and putt for dough. That's so right. uh, in their case, chip and putt for their uh, charity of choice or whatever, whatever they're, uh, you know, because they're raising a lot of money. But, yeah, it is, it is interesting to see uh, how, how uh, you know, this is golf season for Patrick Mahomes. As we know, he had yeah. his thing in Hawaii uh, with Aloha and his 15 of my homies, he has this. I'm, he's been practicing pretty much during OTAs, from what I gather, at local courses across the Kansas City area. So, yeah, uh, it's just just been kind of fascinating to see how he can transition from football to slow pitch softball to now golf. I'm sure he'll fit in the darts tournament somewhere, something else before he finally gets back to football. He's just that's the way he's wired. <laughs> Yeah, he just kind of lives the best life that a single man can actually live. It's just he's married with two kids. He happens to just be a superstar and completely loading his mind with money. Um, I mean, it is it is also interesting to see how tough it is and how great PGA Tour golfers are when you watch, like, great athletes still go out there and hit the ball like we do. Um, oh, Harold, yeah. today John Sherman spoke to the to the media about the, the stadium. The way I took it, and again, I'm pretty dramatic and, and extremely colorful, but the way I took it was, hey, we're moving, deal with it, and there are issues, yep. I understand, but either way, at the end of the day, this team is moving, the stadium is leaving where it's at, it just depends on where, and they think, it. from what I can hear, it sounds like he's got his spot, they just need the, pink, the, the, the pen and the ink to dry. Yeah, I mean, East Village is the way it's going. Uh, the Clay County, you know, North Kansas City, what have you, uh, bid as much as it's innovative and I'm sure uh, thought-provoking and has a lot more planned detail than probably the Jackson County Initiative. It's not gonna. It's it's leverage. We all know that. And yeah, it, it's it's one thing to say that, but it's really if you take a step back from it, you see he's only focused on one thing. When he lists his first three things for the beginning, which has been pretty consistent on, uh, you know, win games on the field and then you know do something for Kansas City and then you know make sure to community initiatives are there well here's the problem anybody you ask says well if the team stinks which let's remind you this is the worst start in franchise history in the first 81 games of the season for this club has been around for 55 years this is the worst we are literally going through the worst right now so 
you see that, you see the product of the film, it's like, why do people want to pay for this? Now, a lot of those people are just fans that may not ever vote. But it's unfortunate that that's they're trying to get a vote passed by um, with the landscape of what they have right now. And they have to do things like maybe try to vote on it in April or make sure the Chiefs name is on it. Make it make, make it Truman Sports Complex instead of the Royals, even though everybody knows it's the Royals. They're trying to do all these things where you see through the silver lining, you know, like the Chiefs are running half of this because they want that space too. And it's just a lot of things going on behind the, the paperwork, the, the paperwork that you see out there. That's just tells you like, guys, like you're not winning the public perception right now. And that's frustrating. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that the team is just not good right now. Um, as much as they're analyzing what they have, the product on the field is not good from a W's and L standpoint. So a lot of work to be done, a lot of convincing to be done. And right now, the, the platform of which they've done so is not, not working right now. Do you think more so the feeling of why the stadium has had a lot of you know backlash, I think, especially with this year? Obviously, you mentioned it right there with the team's um, performance of play. It's not great, right? Um, but the other thing is, like, how many people are just genuinely in love with Kaufman? And I, I do have a follow-up question, but – which I sound like other people that do stuff in this media, but uh, that's not, it's not a shot. I didn't say his name. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I, knew what you meant. I didn't say his name yet. Um, but the thing about that it is. Wasn't, it's not just a him or a his. It's yeah. plurals, but yeah, anyway. We know where they were. And uh, the thing about this is when you look at the product and you look at the stadium, the other thing that comes involved is that you hear Sherman and these guys say, well, there's, there's things you don't see in the stadium because you and I could sit on the left field, right field side, look out and be like, man, this place is beautiful. There's fountains, yeah. there's a TV, there's a bar, there's there's a district behind there, not like what they want to build, but there's, you know, there's an area to let people go and walk around and get what aren't we seeing? And it is as bad as they kind of as they say when it comes to, you know, maybe leaks or cracks in the foundation that need to be repaired. Yeah. I mean, if you do walk around, you can tell it's it's pretty big about one. But two, I mean, I, I just go by the people who work there. And remember the workers there are having a little thing of their own right now. So you go there and you're like, yeah, I mean, there's some parts of this facility that just start up the code. And I mean, John Sherman's even saying like, I wish the major league commissioner would come here. He's probably not, but he wish he would just so he could see how bad it is right now. And it's not up to, I mean, if you want to say this is on par with like Wrigley or Fenway in terms of nostalgia, that's fine. But those stadiums are nearly a hundred years old. And you also have to remember they've done multiple renovations and they're also in cities called Chicago, Chicago and Boston have the money to do it. This one is it, it's it's a it's a unique situation where they're really getting pushed out. Like let's just be let's just call it what it is. They're getting pushed out by the by the trees. Yeah. Like, like we we all know it's we all know it's happening. And I mean, how many times could he say he's lockstep with the Chiefs throughout this entire uh, press conference that we witnessed today? Right. I mean, I, I, I want to. Uh, he said, I want to make sure I get the words right from. Sherman himself earlier today, but he basically said, um, uh, "On the Chiefs' involvement, they appreciate they appreciate us taking a lot of bullets on this process. That's all you need to know." <laughs> the, the Chiefs are literally sitting there, like, "All right, well, you know, you guys deal with it, and then whenever you guys are done, we'll we'll, we'll come in because we know we're getting the yes vote because mm -hmm. people will say yes to the Chiefs a hundred times out of a hundred. Right now, they don't want to do it with the Royals because as much as people don't understand three ace sells tax or five ace sells tax or pennies on the dollar not a lot of people are going to understand that but what they do understand is 28 or 22 and 58 
they those are numbers they can that a common person could understand. They're, you know, the, the sales tax and the penny tax, whatever have you, they're not going to get on top of that. So it, it really just becomes a matter of involvement, and that's why the K is not going to be there. The Chiefs want to do stuff with that land. The Hunts want to do stuff with that land specifically. They're just kind of waiting. That's why they're assisting them. Um, the, the, they're dealing with Jackson County. Jackson County rightly is probably saying we don't want this to cost $900 million gazillion dollars for our citizens, but they're also not going to move the team from Clay County. Right. So you're going to rock in a hard place. You're, you're, you're like, you know, because Clay County, I mean, they're, they're more than happy to take whatever they can. Like, sure. they're, they're fine with that. So they'll be happy. I mean, uh, I was speaking to a couple of people, and, you know, it could be by 2030, you could be looking at so many people living in Clay County compared to Jackson County. It could be about the same, um, roughly. So it's, I mean, there's a lot to deal with, and Clay County knows that they're being aggressive, and they want to be like, hey, we're not just warehouses and farmland anymore. So it, it, it's it's kind of a battle between two counties, and but it's also a battle of perception of that like they can't lose Jack, they can't the teams can't lose them from Jackson County. So you're in a rock and a hard place, and the Royals know that, and they need everybody else to help them, including the Chiefs. The uh, I guess the greatest analogy I like to give it for people is uh, oh boy, kind, well, it's all right. Trust me, I know I'm a little wild, but it, it's like the <laughs> it's like the roommates that have lived together, and now okay. one is basically telling the other. Hey, man, my uh, girlfriend's moving in, and in about six months, we plan on getting married, so it's about time that you find your new place before we kind of renovate and do our own thing because I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that you said that, and I'll let you go to get back to watching the match and everything, but the thing is I don't think, Harold, a lot of people realize, and I don't know what you would think the percentage is, is that that is the play. They are going to build a billion-dollar spaceship in the middle of that complex, and one day when Missouri gets its head out of his ass and lets legal sports gambling happen, there will be a casino, there will be hotels. What do you think the percentage of people that honestly know that that is actually the big play is that Arrowhead is going to eventually take over that entire area? I don't think it's a large percentage of people, but I think it's it's pretty obvious when you look at the, the silver linings in between. I mean, again, I point to what John Sherman said uh, there. Um, and he also said, we've been in Kansas City for 52 years. We're going to give Jackson County their best shot to work with them. They're like, hey, you know, <laughs> you know he, they're, they're saying they're the aggressor. You've got Jackson County saying we haven't heard a viable plan yet. So right now you've got a bunch of politics. Um, but I will remind people that they've got about four or five more years to decay at least. Yeah. Um, you know, the lease, the lease doesn't run out until 31 and, and 30, like 2031. And then two. Um, you know, there's no guarantee that it's going to be that early. Like, you know, that's an ideal situation that they get a vote in April. Everybody says yes. They start putting the shovel down the ground in the East Village, and they have. They've obviously said they're picking. Um, um, they're looking at April for sales tax extension, but they're also saying that hey, they're they're going to pick. Uh, you know, their location soon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we all know that they're going to pick the location. Um, we all know there's going to be a, something in April that, that's some on the on the on the vote. So, you know, and April's perfect because that's when the season starts and Hope Springs Eternal. That's the perfect time to vote. Mm-hmm. And there will be lobbying. <laughs> you know, there's already there's already you know they, there will be lobbying. I mean, like uh, Mr. Sherman said, there's 600 professional sports teams in the in the city, and out of all six of them, the only one that's privately funded everything is going to be the current. Mm-hmm. Um, because the laws are taking care of that. So it's just a matter of like, there's not a lot that they can really do that. They can think to themselves that, oh man, we got to really get this done. So yeah, it's, 
it's pretty it, it's a, it's a lot of back and forth here but i mean it's pretty simple what's happening here like the writing's on the wall you know the involvement from both parties and it's really just a matter of like when can they get the you know ink dried on the paper if you will when can they get a proper number but i think everyone wants to hear a number yeah, there, there's sales tax, but nobody knows how much that adds up. But everyone wants to hear a number. Like if it's $580 million that Jackson County residents are going to have, if it's $700 million, if it's going to be $300 million, what have you. I mean, uh, there's been a few numbers been thrown out there, but you just right now, just people want to hear an exact dollar figure, and when, then they can put that to vote. Ugh. Now, right now, it could be $10, and I think people might say sure. But that's kind of where it is right now. Yeah. So. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite difficult what happens, but we'll, we'll see. It, it's going to be it's a fascinating. The thing is, the thing is, the team's so playing so poorly right now. Everything off the field right now is much more fascinating than what's going on on the field, which is kind of sad. Yeah, you know, I, I feel bad. Like I don't, I'm never going to feel bad for an organization that can't get their stuff together. But I mean, Mr. Sherman's over here talking about like, yeah, you know, I'm looking at Cincinnati and they're selling out games and and they're doing this. I'm like, well. Yeah, because they had a guy like Ella De La Cruz in the minor leagues that mm-hmm. was developed. They've got who who in the minor leagues right now is Ella De La Cruz? <laughs> no, one. like last year, like the, the year before, we were thinking to ourselves, like, oh, okay, maybe this is all right. Bobby Witt, you know, you got some guys coming, you know, they, they might be great. Like now, all those guys are there, and they're either injured, not performing up to par, or they're there and they're there among a bunch of other people that have now been promoted and trying to learn the big league level. So, I mean, this is a process right now. The, the, the minor leagues have nothing really of momentum going on for it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's going to be a, it's a tough situation right now that they're in as a club that they need to fix. And people are like, again, they're going to, they're not going to know sales tax numbers, but they're damn sure going to know the record. That's right. Well, grab your popcorn, beer, margarita, whatever it is. Uh, Mahomes just sunk another putt. They're three up through four. Harold Coons, Fox 4, man. Thanks for joining the show once again. We'll talk a little bit later down the road, and enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. All right, man. You too. Thank you. Harold Coons of Fox 4 News joining us there to talk a little stadium. We'll get back to what he had to say because I think it's something that's very important that a lot of people don't realize, but maybe you do. Also, again, Mahomes just sunk a birdie putt. The short game is there tonight for Patrick Mahomes. If he starts to develop the long game tonight and starts piping those daddies in the fairway, they only play 12. They're up three through four. We got a third of it done. And that plus, uh, what was that, Grant? Plus 215 cashes in tonight. Uh, Grant Nichols and Dusty Likens. This is 610 Sports Radio, and the show you're listening to is After Hours. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Like if this Mahomes Kelsey match bet hits, I'm gonna have to go get a cocktail or four tonight. I gotta be somewhat responsible though. I gotta do the drive tomorrow. But from five to six, we have Jay Binkley in studio because he'll be doing the beers with Bink Stadium Brew Edition, whatever that means. All due respect, Dusty. Mm-hmm. Even if the bet didn't hit, mm-hmm. aren't you still probably going out for at least a couple? Tonight? Probably. Yeah. Okay. It's summertime, man. 
I live in a downtown district area. It's going to be light outside all the way until the until the show's over. Oh, easily. I so mean, you'll still get a little. You could tee off right now and get 18 in because there's no one else on the course. It'd take you an hour and a half. Now, that's if you're playing solo and you could still hit two balls. God, I love golf, man. <clears throat> I love golf, man. I swear to God, I let you host the rest of the show. I'll go play golf right now. Give me the rundown, I guess. Yeah. Come I mean, up with some stuff here on the fly. The match. John Sherman quotes out of left field question at 8 o'clock. Um, you're set. I mean, to be honest with you, this is kind of surprising that Mahomes and Kelsey are up three through four. They uh, all square on the first hole, and Stephen Clay cannot find a fairway. I mean, that is uh, that is uh, that is a fact. And the golf game is very tough if you can't hit a fairway. In fact, fair story, not that you care, played Stone Canyon, wonderful course on Monday, 13 over on the front nine, six over on the back nine. Just saying. And uh, when you're watching the match, when you're, when you're watching this golf tournament, you see that big black sphere in the background that looks like the Death Star, uh, not the NFL stadium that the Raiders uh, play at. Which I believe, what is that called? Like, uh, that's not Alliance Stadium, is it? Allegiant? Allegiant. Or something, is that right? Yeah, I have dyslexia. Um, and that's a, that's a fact, because there's a course right next to me called Fred Arbanis, and I call it Fred Abrams all the time. Dyslexia 101. And that's not me making fun of people that have that. I want you to know that I'm not trying to make fun of people that can't um, read. I'm just letting you know that I can't. Steven Spielberg has dyslexia. And he's great. Except that new Indiana Jones movie came out today. Probably won't see it. The last one ruined me. I will see this movie for sure in theater. With I've been movie. rewatching Indiana Jones the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. First three, dynamite. Really, Crystal, Crystal really Skull solid. Sucks. I haven't rewatched that one yet, so we'll see. Mm. I mean, the Crystal Skull is absolutely terrible. He survives a nuclear bomb in a refrigerator. <laughs> Yeah, it does. At, like the age right? of, at the age of like 65. And then just walks out, radiation, everything, not for Indy. This new one, he's 80. Mm. And they CGI his young face. It's tough. Just let it go, man. I'm currently rewatching Breaking Bad for the fourth and final time. Why the final time? I think that's good. I don't need to watch it anymore after this. I can just put it in the Hall of Fame. It's the second greatest show I've ever seen in my life. You're just putting it in the vault? It's done. Was because, it behind well, the wire? A, uh, Game of Thrones. It's right. leaving... Uh, it's leaving Netflix. So I figured I might as well, oh. although you know that Hulu or Peacock or something's going to pick it up. Um, which, I need to rewatch it. I should probably do that before it leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I mean, just it's there, no commercials. And I just got done watching uh, better call Saul. I finished that up. So I figured why not slip into some Walter white. And I'll tell you what, man, I just watched the Skylar Ted episode. Good God. When he's in there cooking the roast beef for Lewis and Walt Jr. And he thinks he's being a good dad after he like showed the police that he's not this guy and that he's really loving. And he goes, yeah, honesty feels great, doesn't it? She looks at him dead in the eye and goes, I blinked Ted. How you could live with that woman the rest of your and how you could even live in the same house after that. Not a chance. I mean, I think they've got bigger issues going on. I mean, considering the significant s- amount of meth. Don't look in his eyes. After he made a pot roast. And I don't know if you've ever made a pot roast. It takes time. It takes love and attention and a thought. 
to want to do it. And she says, I effed Ted. And you know who Ted is. He's a weasel. Right? Like Travis Kelsey. Like if my wife in the future came home and was like, I effed Kelsey. I'd be like, hell yeah. You go, girl. But somebody that looked like Ted Binicky, it's over. I wouldn't even be able to look at myself for a week and a half. But the match is currently going on. Uh, Stephen Clay versus Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Clay Thompson really hasn't found it. That doesn't surprise me. I feel like that 12 handicap is a lie. Um, or he plays a lot of easy courses. But we did just have Harold Kuntz on, and I thought that he had a very interesting um, a very interesting take on what the holdup is or what the process is when it comes to moving the stadium. And I don't know what the percentage is. And he, he said it's low. Um, but how many people honestly understand that the reason the Royals are moving is because their time is up? Right? Like, how many more years do you think Patrick Mahomes has in the league? I know that's a loaded question. Eight. At least? Probably. Okay. Out of those eight, how many of them successful? And what I mean by successful is a playoff appearance. Seven? At least. At least probably seven or eight. From what you've seen, from what you've witnessed, at least seven to ten. Years left because of technology and how things can change. And eventually he'll develop and turn into Tom Brady, you know, skinnier, more, you know, how the time evolves. He'll lose that meaty dad fat that, which I'm not saying he's fat at all. Don't, don't get me like twisted here, but like, you know how you have that, that meat on your bones. This was Harold Coons earlier. It, it really just becomes a matter of involvement. And that's why the K is not going to be there. The Chiefs want to do stuff with that land. The Hunts want to do stuff with that land specifically. They're just kind of waiting. That's why they're assisting them. Again, the big picture with the stadium. And we heard Sherman today. Binkley played it for you. You saw the quote tweets, you know, and we'll bring it back. I promise we'll bring it back. But the big picture, I don't know if it's focused on by a lot, and that is that the Kansas City Chiefs, they want that that land in its entirety. They want that entire area because, believe it or not, they have a really good quarterback who wins a lot of games and has a lot of success in postseason. Right? You've witnessed it. Two Super Bowls, two MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, five consecutive AFC championship games, land gets used, long-term investment. And they would like to have that while the man who's building it with the success rate that he currently has is still somewhat plain. Just like Lucas Oil, right? Peyton Manning built that stadium. The renovations in the new stadium at Gillette. Tom Brady. And that's the way that these things work. And the only way that they can get that going is if they can, in fact, get what's blocking them out of the picture. And someone of the analogy that I used with Harold Kuntz of Fox 4 was picture this is something like, oh, I don't know, like I told him, you've been roommates with someone for about four years. You guys started rooming after college, so you started rooming together from 22 And now all of a sudden you guys are 26, 27. Well, your other roommate has been dating a woman for two years. And now he's ready to kind of have her move in. 
and become a, you know, become a unit, build on, renovate, but they can't necessarily do that until you're out of the picture. That's what the Chiefs are doing. Hey, we know what this has been. It's been a fun relationship. We know what this was. We'll have memories forever. But I think it's time for you to go elsewhere and start your own story as we start to begin ours. And we had mentioned there's a few things that need to fall in place too. Missouri needs to get it right with legal sports gambling because a hotel makes a lot of sense in that parking lot. Multiple hotels make sense in that parking lot. A little venue where you can have a little cocktail if you can't make the game because you didn't get tickets, but by God, you've got a suite and you want something to do in that area. That makes sense as well. And again, it kind of seems Cass County is in the picture, but also maybe fading out a little bit. I don't know if a random spot like 10th and Cherry is a spot that will get used for the new stadium, possibly. But once the Royals can get out and the Chiefs can take over, they'll turn that into their palace, the kingdom that it is. And again, Harold Koontz on pushing the Royals out. They're really getting pushed out. Let's just, be, let's just call it what it is. They're getting pushed out by the, by the Chiefs. Like, like we, we all know it's we all know it's happening. I mean, how many times could you say he's lockstep with the Chiefs throughout this entire uh, press conference that we witnessed today? Right. I mean, I, I, I want to. Uh, he said, I want to make sure I get the words right from Sherman himself earlier today. But he basically said, um, uh, on the Chiefs' involvement, they appreciate they appreciate us taking a lot of bullets on this process. That's all you need to know. <laughs> the, the Chiefs are literally sitting there like, all right, well, you know, you guys deal with it, and then whenever you guys are done, we'll we'll, we'll come in because we know we're getting the yes vote because mm-hmm. people will say yes to the Chiefs 100 times out of 100. Right now they don't want to do it with the Royals because as much as people don't understand three-eighths sales tax or five-eighths sales tax or pennies on the dollar, not a lot of people are going to understand that. But what they do understand is 28 and, or 22 and 58. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I'm alright. Nobody but about me. Why you got to give me a fight? Can't you just let it be? Travis Kelsey just had probably the best shot he's had um, in this match as Clay and Steph putt for the win of a hole. They're down three uh, currently. So far, Clay Thompson has been absolutely ter- just terrible. Although he does have a pretty good quote. He said, Draymond does a lot of talking for someone who is jobless. That's pretty good. I'm trying to think of, like, two guys that play professional sports, not golf. Because if somebody was like, if you could play with two professional golfers, who would you play with? It'd be Jordan and Justin. I know there's Tiger Woods is out there. That'd be obvious. If I could just play one-on-one, I would play with, with Tiger, obviously. But if I could play with any two golfers, it'd probably be JT and Jordan Spieth. Just because I'd like to see how they bet, um, how they get against each other competitively. And uh, that would be be quite enough. You think pros, when they play each other, are are wagering? Oh, God, yeah. Have you watched Full Swing yet? 
no. Okay, I should watch Full Swing. Yeah. Okay. That's the first episode is the JT and Jordan Spieth episode. And they talk about hammers, double hammers. Like, because what they do, I don't know if you're from, because obviously I'm a, a, a goof when it comes to golf. So it's a weekly thing. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they, they walk the course. They get the practice rounds. They do all the measurements. They see where things are going to be at. They know where all the pin placements are going to be on Sunday. So they, you know, they'll, they'll go out there and play with their caddy, get a good read for it. Well, normally on Tuesday or Wednesday, that's when they'll link up with somebody and be like, hey, I'm going to go play tomorrow at 840. Do you want to tag along and whatever? And that's where I guarantee you they start having the, all right, birdies are double. We're, they're taking it serious mm-hmm. and like, hey, we're out here. We're, yeah, we're, we're exchanging bet. some cash. Yeah, or it's 2v2. Like Jordan and JT will team up against Ricky and, and somebody else. Or Rory and and um, his his guy Sergio will be like, all right, we'll take you know Team Europe. We'll go up against you know two of your guys over there, Homa and you know JT or Brooks, somebody like that, and they'll play on a on a little wager there. Which I'm sure there's a, the other thing they also do is there's a lot of wagering going on on other sports inside the locker room. Like there's there's definitely some ping pong. Think when they go played. to the clubhouse, oh god, that they're sitting around. Yeah. I've heard that Tiger and Phil have had epic ping pong battles that have gone late into the night for many, many, many G's. Because Phil, there, you got to believe this. There are times where Phil shows up to a tournament on a Sunday, like not out of it, but like gonna win some money, and you can tell he had been up drinking probably some Tito's on the rocks yeah. or some sort of expensive goose on the rocks you know, was down 20 grand, fought his way back to like 2000, pressed it, lost 4K on the night total. But at one point, you know, clawed his way back. He gives a lot of what Ron the Show Hugo used to call greasy Vegas vibes. Like Phil's that guy that will, well, I didn't lose 25. I only lost four. Mahomes and Kelsey just tied um, hole five. So they are up three through five. They only play 12. So there's only seven holes left to go and they're up three, which you could kind of understand how that works. If they run out of holes to play because the score is too high, it is what it is. And the match is over. I did bet $10 to win 31 tonight on this. So feeling a little good about it. Throw that over into the account. If it wins, go have a cocktail on a patio tonight. Who says no, my liver, maybe be all right. Danny KCK chimes in. Hi, Dusty Mahomes. Kelsey doing good over Clay and Steph. Good win by the Royals. How have you been? Von Miller's there. Take care. Yeah, I don't really understand Von Miller's taking this. They've got Von Miller and Draymond Green as like Green makes sense. Associates that are just like hanging out. Draymond Green makes up. sense because he can talk. He can carry himself. He's he's got a good you know he completes the tour trio. Yeah, and he's but I mean like. <sighs> Obviously, you weren't going to get Andy. I'm not. There's no way he's walking a course in Vegas. Absolutely not. But a sweet little get-up cart with Andy Reid in it commentating would be nice. Jason Kelsey would have made sense for me to be Jason the other Kelsey guy. would have been a good one. Yeah, and I don't know why he's not there. But they did miss out on that. Yeah, I can't. You can't really. Unfortunately, you can't really think of a third chief who's like, yeah, he's going to go out there and hang out. For two hours. Yeah. Veach is too bland and too behind the closed doors. Yeah, you don't want a front office guy. You want like a young. You want a young guy, don't you? Yeah. Because if you were going to do coaches, you'd have you'd have Kerr and you'd have Reed there. But no way Reed is in Vegas. You think Andy Reed's ever been to Vegas on his own? <laughs> like I I've would 
Well, I don't know. Maybe yeah. not. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't really strike me as like the Vegas type. Now, maybe he's been there for like NFL awards or honors or some sort of thing like that. But there's no way Andy's like looking at the lady being like, hey, let's go to Vegas tonight. Let's go to Vegas this weekend. Like, that's just not that's not Andy's thing. I don't think that's where he's at. But Devon Miller is a little questioning to me with the match which we can talk about this for a while. Chris Jones would be a good one. Oh, uh, Chris Jones would be a good but one. But the thing that's is, like, how much golf does Chris Jones know? And that's not me taking a shot. How much golf does Draymond Green know? Apparently enough. Is Draymond a golfer? Is Vaughn Miller a golfer? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Vaughn Miller is kind of like that, like, guy you wouldn't think he is. Like, I'm pretty sure he's like an avid hunter. Like yeah, he, he's he's from the, he's like the south. He's like a like, Texas kid yeah, or something, he, right? Yeah, he'll he'll rope him up, tie him down, like he'll shoot him in the woods, like you know. Yeah, Chris Jones should have been the other one. That's a good fair. Chris point, Jones though. is a good call. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, somebody says you're a kid. You got a lot of miles left on your liver. I am 35. I've been drinking since I was 18. And I don't know if I'm supposed to admit that on the air. It's not quite half your life, though. No, I mean, I did go 18 years sober. It's under 50%. Mm. Well, I guess I went 17 years sober, and then I turned 18. Do you remember your first beer? Um, or alcohol beverage? I remember the first time I drank alcohol. Because it was younger than I should have been. Did you puke? No, because it tasted bad. We really? got, like, some sort of hand-me-down liquor from somebody's oh. older brother or something. And I was like, this is not good. Yeah. I remember one time... Uh, we were 20, and my buddy and I, we knew we were getting snowed out. Like, it was one of those things, like, one of our buddy's dads was a, uh air traffic controller, so, like, he knew weather pretty accurate more than most people. And he's like, hey, man, I, I mean, this snow's moving in tonight. There's no way you guys have school in the morning. All right, all right. So we called up our buddy uh, Anthony. That was his name. We called him up. We're like, hey, man, let's stay at your house tonight. You still got that, you know, you still got that – that, that McCormick's handle, McCormick vodka, made in Missouri. He was like, yeah, I got a little bit left. We're like, all right, cool. We're going to come over and hang out. He had a cool place, cool basement. And um, we didn't have quite enough for the night. So his brother, who at the time, he was uh, of age. We're like, hey, man, we go to Price Chopper and get us some booze. We're staying here tonight, please. He's like, all right, all right, I'll go do it for you. Well, he went in there and like an ass. He got a fit to Everclear. That's the first time I ever, and the last time I ever did Everclear. That's pretty wild as a young man. Took one shot of it, walked around the room for like 10 minutes just going, whoo. And like, you know when you're about to throw up, that spit runs inside of your body, which I found out recently by a study that it does that to lubricate your teeth before the acidity the of the Yeah. Yeah. Man, I felt that lubrication for about 10 minutes. And I thought I was going to go all over on the, on the carpet. Your I, body's getting primed for. Oh, dude. I mean, that's and it was it was a total Richard move by our buddy's brother because we're like McCormix, man, you know it. This bottle, and he's he like, quit asking me to get you guys liquor. First time, last time. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. like, this isn't becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And he came back with what he wanted, and then he and there were no mixers. I'm sure. I'm no. sure you guys. Were so just here doing was the ever deal. Clear. So here was the Straight. deal. So we played poker. If you got third place, you had to rip it. No chaser. If you got second place, you could choose water or milk. And if you got third place or first place, so second place, you got water, you got something at least. And if you got first place, you got strawberry puree. 
like what you put in a strawberry margarita, so syrup. I got last place, so I got nothing. And, of course, the other guys behind me, they see my reaction, and they're like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. And I was like, dude, you have milk or water. Sadly, the guy that went second, he chose milk. Caught his cheese is what we saw in about five minutes. He couldn't even hold it down. And then the third guy used strawberry puree, and I'm not kidding you, Grant, full, like, eight-ounce cup full of strawberry, and he was like, oh, I don't know what the big deal is. You guys are weak. Like, you just chug like 90% <laughs> strawberry puree, man. Yeah, man. Oh, God. One time we did do, we only did this once. We played FIFA. If you lost the FIFA game, you had to do it was like two shots or something. Ugh. And then, of course, if you lose, then you're drunk and then yeah. you lose more. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or you start hitting that over the head pass and the other guy can't get used to it and you start getting those breakaways. That's how you want to college. Somebody says, took a swig of Dad's Jack out of the. Um, on air conditioner back porch that had sat there for years when I was seven-ish. Won't touch that stuff. That's that's gnarly at seven. I knew at seven not to get into that stuff. But at 20, borderline 21, Everclear, like you could put a fifth in your car and probably go 0.4 miles. Gasoline. But, yeah, the match, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, they're up three through five. It looks like Mahomes has a little bit of Swing juice in his left hand as he's cruising down the course. Uh, Travis Kelsey is drinking Casa Azul uh, seltzer cocktails, is what he told a reporter. He ran a whole promo for it. Yeah, he man. did. And, uh, and and Patrick Mahomes is drinking the, the silver bullets, the Coors Lights, which we all know that there probably won't be a number of Coors Lights that Travis Kel- or Patrick Mahomes will uh, will have. Um but uh, because of this. Over under for me on Coors Lights, I never put a limit on it. I just, yeah. I just go until I can't go anymore. Sounds good. Sounds like a all. On the other side, there was some news today in the player development of gambling on sports. Is it the end? Probably not. Plus, there's over under bets on the season for win totals. The Chiefs number. It's kind of surprising for us local homers. But we'll get into that. Grant Nichols and Dusty Likens. You're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. That's a text line tonight. We'll get into uh, the after eight, uh, you know, out of left field question. I kind of like tonight's. Unlike every night, we don't get to do this show very consistently during these times of the years. Your Royals play a lot. You get to hear a lot of Jevania. Uh, We'll talk to Vern tomorrow on the drive. We're on the drive tomorrow for Carrington, two to six. I say we. Grant will uh, not be here, Uh, but I will be here with Rob Brenton from two to six. Five to six, Jay Binkley. Um, he'll be in studio with with some brews, some stadium brews. I know he's excited for that. I know he's also watching the match. I've also changed Jay Binkley's life. Um, I have uh, introduced him to Paige Sporanic. Why would you do that to him, man? I just figured he wanted to learn how to play the game. Golf? Mm-hmm. Think Jay's picking up a golf at this point? Maybe. 
Okay. Somebody says Everclear plus Seven Up and Lime Sherbet. No thanks. I do know that Everclear is like the main alcohol in Jello shots most uh, most times. Can Patty make another putt? If he makes this, they win. That's way too hard, Mahomes. What are you doing? Terrible read. Um, I don't know. Um, some people, I, I think, is this Merlot? Most people don't like Marlot. M-A-L. Malort? I think it's Malort. 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 I love Malort. It puts hair on your chest. But we will get to the out of left field question here in a little bit. But before we get into that, I thought this was kind of interesting because John Ewing of MGM or a bet MGM put out a tweet that says public overs plus 70% of bets on NFL win totals at bet MGM. Now the highest is the Dallas Cowboys at nine and a half. There's 96% of people at bet MGM are betting the over on the Dallas Cowboys win total. According to BetMGM, the Kansas City Chiefs win total is at 11.5. You love to see it from Clay. Left it short. And Von Miller's just got to have some sort of money on this against Draymond Green. So they're just there as hype men? Those two guys are just hanging out? I guess. Probably just happened to be in Vegas. Getting some TV time. TNT's like, hey, here's 10 grand. Come hang out for the day. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Off season. Got nothing else to do. Yeah, Von Miller would have to go to train. He's out for the entire first half of the season anyway. All right? Both those dudes are the wrong side of 30 by a ways. They're just hanging out at this point. Right. Mahomes and Kelsey continue to lead the tournament as they are up three through six. Or maybe they just won another hole because the way Patrick Mahomes is running, it looks like they may have gained another hole. They are. They're up four through six. So there's what? Six holes left. They're up four. Seems like a safe bet, Grant. Seems like a safe $10 bet to win 31 bucks. Should have tailed you on it. Yep. Hand up. That's my fault. Sometimes. But again, on this over under on wins total, the Kansas City Chiefs sit at 11 and a half. 89% of people are taking the over of 11 and a half. We're there. We're officially there. Now, the only way that this number will change the Chiefs at 11 and a half, I don't think it can get much higher. Now, if they go out there and win every year, 14 games for the next three years, then they'll start setting it at like 12 and a half. But you've got to think, you've got to think that they're always going to be, at least for a few more years, over 11 and a half. Now, the other thing is, ML Football, another credible source on Twitter, came out with the over total wins, or the total wins, I guess, record-wise, and division winners pre-camp predictions. That's right. It's damn near July. One more day left of June, so you have to get in your pre-camp predictions. And then this is just the AFC. If you want to go find out the others, you can, you can go on Twitter and find it. ML Football underscore at underscore ML football. And the thing is the East, they have Miami at 12 and five. Here's the shocker. The second place team is the new England Patriots 11 and six. 
you know, if they really think they got Buffalo and the Jets finishing out that three and three and four, those are your slots. Jets going eight and nine, Buffalo going ten and seven. Cincinnati winning the North, Jacksonville winning the South, Kansas City winning the West. This is where money is to be placed on the Chiefs. Is in futures. Now, it's probably not the best to bet MVP on Trav or on Patrick Mahomes. It's probably not best to bet coach of the year on Andy Reid. But if there are receiving yards for Travis Kelsey, touchdowns for Travis Kelsey, that's where you'll win your money. 13 and four, what do we think? I think 14 and three is probably best when it comes to records, when it comes to the Chiefs this year. I really truly feel 14 and three is probably where they're at. They don't really scream a team unless injuries were to happen that they slip more than three times. They didn't last year. They'll lose a game they shouldn't, and they'll be in a couple games that are coin flips. But again, Mahomes blown out twice in his career. Tennessee, Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. They had the one blip last year against the Colts, cleaned it up around the rest of the season, ended up best record in football in the AFC. I guess best record in the AFC, home field throughout, once again another year with AFC Championship at their house. But where you can get your money on these bets is betting futures for Chiefs. Betting numbers that you think could possibly happen. If 11 and a half is where you think the Chiefs over under is comfortably betting, bet it now. Take the over. They're going to win 12 games. Ever since Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have been linked together, they have won 12 games. Their division, do you really believe? Do you really believe in Brandon Staley and Justin Herbert one more year? Do you really believe in Garoppolo and McDaniel? And do you really believe in Russell Wilson and Sean Payton? Now, in the AFC West, their predictions are Chiefs, Chargers, Vegas, Denver, and they have the Chiefs winning the division by at least three games. Chargers finishing second at 10 and seven, Vegas at nine and eight, Denver at seven and 10. That's a very respectful number for all three of those teams. And something that I could very easily see being the outcome of the AFC West for the next foreseeable future, unless a generational talent falls into place at quarterback for Vegas, Denver, and the Chargers. Because a good question we can ask is Justin Herbert really who they say he is? Waiting to see that playoff resume. I get it. The head coach means a lot. But again, the Kansas City Chiefs sit in their division 13 and four, Cincinnati 13 and four, Miami 12 and five. That's where they have this preseason pre draft prediction. Make the most money you can on your Chiefs the best way you possibly can. Because spreads are tough. Daily games, they're, they're what? They were the first team ever to be favored in every single game this year preseason. It is what it is. Take the over. Feel comfortable in it. Feel really good about it. Like $100 worth. I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your money. You do whatever you want. If the Chiefs don't have any player groups from the top 10 besides Mahomes and Kelsey, how come the odds of that one of the Super Bowl are a lot higher so I can make a lot more money? Question mark. Parlays with Mahomes or how I make most in games. That's another one too. Mahomes, two and a half touchdowns. Mahomes, 250 and Chiefs money line. That's always going to be a solid plus number for you too. Coming up on the other side, we'll get to the out-of-left-field out question. We'll get to this show's final hour and after hours. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.